Welcome. You are now in tune to episode 14 of the D&D Football Factory podcast with myself, Double D. And this is the last part of our three-part series on the best 11s that have not won the Premier League. And we are concluding today with the 2010s after obviously in 12 and 13 during the 90s and the noughties. Now, as usual with me is my co-host, D-Man. How you doing, brother? Yo, yo. I'm good, man. I'm good. Ready to get started. Just, you know, surviving these strange times. But, you know, good to go. Good to go. Good, good, good. Everybody cool? Family cool? Everyone good? Yeah, man. Everyone's cool. Little ones keeping me active, keeping me on my toes and that. But, yeah, all good. All good. Future, future Liverpool fan. I've, I've got a Liverpool fans man's, <laughs> man's going to be leading out the whole team in the future <laughs> it's the Toon Army first mate Toon Army first <laughs> rightly so and you can hear him laughing in the background we've got Big Big Sam yes yeah. yes yes the jester <laughs> how are you guys doing you alright all is oh, well uh, all is well Doing my best to social distance and all that kind of thing, you know. So, you know, but um, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Some people said you should social distance from picking uh, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I may have a few surprises today, so tonight, so. And we haven't got uh, Goliath with us this week, but last but not least, you heard him talking before. FBJ. How we doing? All pe- how we doing, people? Yes, FBJ. Good, good, good. You cool? I'm not too bad, fellas. Not too bad. Keeping safe, keeping sound in these unprecedented times. If I have to hear that mm. term one more time. But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. There you go. Now remember, please use the hashtag DDFootyPod and get your teams in because a lot of you have had a lot to say about some of the players that have been picked especially with Sam's teams. <laughs> but um, you're, you're not being bold enough to tag your own team. So be bold and, and, and be bold and do it, innit? And then, then you can throw your shade if, you, if you've got the balls to put your team out. You get what I'm saying? We'll be back in our regular slot very soon, as soon as we get the date back in regards to when the Premier League is coming back. We'll be back on your radio airways on, on Top FM 95.5 FM. So for in the meantime, just giving you some... Uh, some pods, obviously, to uh, fill up your time, time with keep you occupied, as as we left you for so long. So now this this would have been straight, this should have been straightforward, but as it is the most recent out of the three decades we're doing in regards to not being able to win the league title, I did suggest to give the pod a chance at having greater longevity that no current Liverpool player should be allowed in anyone's team. Now, this is as if the season does return. And remember, the players are now back in training. If the season does come back, Liverpool will ultimately be crowned champions. In fact, even if the season was to be voided, they may still be given the title anyway with some of the feedback that is coming back from the Premier League. And then, of course, Asterix FC will come out to play and have a a, a lot to say on on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so for me, if uh, so for me, if Liverpool are to be given that title, which would be the first one of the 2020s, I'm not sure it would entirely make sense to lump obvious candidates into the 2010s team mm. that 
win the league as obviously some of them are blatant who would be putting in and I think that would be slightly anticlimactic. And Liverpool be represented well with the 90s and the 90s teams anyway. So you can still put people in this one, just none of the current squads. So what I just wanted to check was who has actually stayed within the criteria before we get started. I have right. There's not a now, single Liverpool man in my team. Now with every now with every team, right? There's always a maverick in the team, someone who goes against the rules. All right, but Dennis you know, <laughs> But you know, they will come up trumps when it comes to game day. I like to think I've, I'm that man on today's podcast. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I have good reason. This man, good man, reason. Think, man thinks he, he doesn't train. He's going to come up and do the job. You know what I mean? What's training? Cool. Hey, look at him. What's training? Have you at least got, seen as you've not kept within the criteria and you're going to be sacked after this podcast, um, <laughs> have you at least got alternatives that you can tell the people that you would have brought in yourself? Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Fully prepared, fully prepared. <laughs> so, in, so in that regard, let's get started. Um, Dean, my brother, mm-hmm. um, who, have you, who have you got in goal, bro? You know what? I was going through some of the list of these keepers, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find a single outstanding one, brother. I'll be honest, brother. Yeah. So my one's by default, by the way. But I'll, I'll tell you when I get when we get to me. So, <laughs> I, I, I've gone for the World Cup winner, Mister <laughs> Mister. If if Goliath was on a talk about Mister was was the best in the Premiership or whatever, whatever or some foolishness. But he is he is he has his days. It's a, Let's put it that way. Don't worry, he's prone to an error, costly yeah. errors, but overall he's a, he's a, he's quite consistent. So I've gone for Hugo Lloris in goal. Yeah. I hear that. I've I've gone for Lloris too because as you said, there was no outstanding candidate. He's been at Tottenham. When did he go to Tottenham? Was it 2011? He went to Tottenham. Um, no, no, no. He 2011 or 12, he went there. He. I'd say at least for his first four seasons, maybe even five. I think he was right up there um, yeah. uh, in regards to goalkeepers in the world. But the last few years, and we've obviously been very vocal about it on the radio show, I, I honestly don't know what Hugo Lloris <laughs> I, I don't know what he's been on. He's lucky to score them. Was it four goals in the World Cup final? Because that mistake that I made. He's Man thought he was in the Deeds of Dan, bruv, trying to do a little drag back and... <laughs> And, and it got, I think, was it Mandzukic that scored? But yeah, but he Mad still man. makes outstanding saves, guys. Yeah. You know, he still makes outstanding saves. But it's just the other parts of his game. For someone who's so good at commanding the area, catching crosses on what, it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Misjudging yeah. balls, uh, we've seen with the footwork and whatnot. I'm like, what's going on? But he still, as you said, like, default. Like, there was no necessarily an outstanding candidate. In, um, but I, I've gone with Flores too. Um, Big Sammy, who have you got? Goal. Yeah, I've gone with Loris as well. You got Loris. Um for you know, when he first came to the league obviously he was doing the business and on the show we've slated him, uh rightly so for some of the blunders that he's made. Um has done well for France, World Cup winner. But uh yeah, I mean I c I couldn't really pick anybody else really. I mean I, I was leaning towards someone else, but I think um, 
Lloris was the one who stuck out to me, so I've gone for him. Hugo Lloris. Who's you leaning towards, bro? <laughs> God, start, start with the fortress. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because you guys rate him as well, yeah. Um, my man from Newcastle. Um, Who? Uh, yeah. You think has done a long enough job in the 2010? He's only finished. I know. No, 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 no. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah. That wouldn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the rebellious Jabroni, FBJ, who have you got to go? I've, uh, full house, I went for Larice as well. Um, just for the longevity, I guess. Um, all right, since the World Cup, and he's had some personal issues in around that time that we won't dwell on. He's not been the same. (laughs) He's not been the same keeper. To the standard that we've seen him. But I think if you took a whole list of attributes as to what makes a good goalkeeper, he's probably not the best in everything, but he ticks a lot of the boxes. And most often or not, you know, yeah, this guy, you know, he's dependable. So with that, um, I've gone for him and he was, you know, um, during the time at Spurs, there was a period where they were quite tight defensively. And I think he was, he played his part in that. Yeah, yeah good point. They were very solid. Stage, very balanced. XI. Right. D, who have, you said you had four at the back. Who have you got at right back? Right back. I've got... Um, a brother whose hairline probably rivals Marnie's right about now, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm going basically on his Arsenal days. Yeah. yeah. He was very consistent. Yeah. He was probably the probably the top right back in the country at the time for for a period of time, uh, or one of them. Yeah. Um, and then he moved to Manchester City. Um, I'm going for Bakri Sanya. Did he not win? Uh, did he not win with City in 2014? No, he won't. No, he, I, I checked. He just won the League Cup. Oh, Steve. Okay, okay. I, I was... mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I checked. I checked won the League Cup. Okay. Uh, it's a Pellegrini, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't. Know okay. what, I, I didn't remember what time he. Um, so what he also uh, is that exactly the year that he went to um, City? Okay, cool. So Sanya. Oh no, because he went there on a free, didn't he? Yeah, and so, he was he did the one year at Pellegrini, one year on the Pep, and I think yeah. that was it. Yeah. Bro, I didn't realise he went there that late, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he joined. You are indeed correct. He joined after the um the title win. Right, I've for some variation. This is the only time you're going to see me show love to them. Um, <laughs> I've gone for Seamus Coleman at right back. Hmm. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, obviously the team was prepared for my long ago, but I actually would have. I actually just assumed because he was at Man City that he won the league. Um, but as you said, he joined after the 2014 win, and he left before the the um, um, the what's it called win the um, the Centurion season. So good work there. But yeah, I've gone for Seamus Coleman at right back. Uh, when. Everton bought him for peanuts. He, he didn't even cost a million pounds, if I remember correctly. I was thinking, who is this guy? But he's he, he's a decent defender, goes forward very well, links to play, and um, 
yeah, I've 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 gone for, I've gone for old Sheamus, mm. not the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Fella, Big Sammy. Yeah, I, I've gone for Coleman as well. Um, pretty much for the same reasons: industrious, quick, uh, can take set pieces. Um, injury prone quite a lot, but that doesn't take away the fact that he's pretty consistent at what he does. So uh, I'm going for yeah, Seamus Coleman. I went for Coleman too. Um, pretty much echoing what you guys have said thus far. He's spanned a decade. Um, again, he's not spectacular, but he's solid. Uh, one thing that I think people overlook is his stamina. Um, I know he's 31 now, but he's always, he never looks like he's gassed at all at any stage um, in any game, whether there's a team that they're playing against, Everton are playing against, which are much better than them, which then tends to be quite often, but he always puts in a level of, of a performance. So um, yeah, no, he makes my, my, um, he's um, my right back slash wing back. Is your who's your left who's your who's your left wing back? So I went for his teammate. I went for um, Leighton Baines. Um, again, similar in terms of you know when you when you watch Everton, most often or not, puts a high level of performance. I think with him, he was a bit unlucky in the type in the fact that he was near enough similar age group to. Ashley Cole um, and I think if he had been considerably much younger I think he would have dislodged Cole from the left back position when Cole moved on um, which was I think around 2014 but um, yeah no he's, he's been ever present ever steady um, set pieces as well he can chip in with, with the odd goal and assists Um so yeah, he he's he's been you know one of the standout players for me during the last decade um, in terms of consistency and longevity. Big Sammy, who have you got left back? Yeah, uh, Baines as well. Um, pretty much for the same reasons. Um, FBJ said he's been there for a long time. Um, pretty much like um, when we picked Ian Hart uh, the first week we did this. You know, uh, it's just, it's just that I think Baines is a bit more of an attacking threat and um, set-piece taker as well. And, um, yeah, uh, a stalwart with the club. So, yeah. Yeah, I've got Leighton Baines too. Um was a huge fan when he was at Wigan. Um, yeah, linked to Liverpool. And mm. about that. But, yeah, good left-back, very decent defender. Um mm. Not outstanding defender, but decent defender, good enough to, um, de- um, defensively. Wicked free kicks, much like what we were um, talking of Ian Hart in the previous games. Wicked free kick taker, Bainsey. Very good delivery, and um, he's one of the people at Everton that made Lukaku look <laughs> half decent. <laughs> 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 I've got. As well, so is it a full house team, or have you got a, a, have you got a different guy? <laughs> 
Ooh, well, it's a full house, man. I've got Leighton Baines as well. <laughs> all the reasons that you lost. Didn't, didn't he take penalties as well? He did take penalties. He did. Bad boy penalty taker as well. So, listen, I, yeah, you can't, don't get me wrong, you can't chat to Ashley Cole, but obviously, Ashley Cole yeah. qualify for this. So, yeah, Leighton Baines for me. Clean, clean sweep. Yeah, yeah. Ashley, Ashley Cole is in the conversation for the greatest left back of all time. Yeah, 100%. And as a person, yeah. I don't like the brother. So for me to be saying that, you get me? Like, he just, he had the line of lock, bro. You know what I'm saying? Man, mm. Ash. Right, Big Sammy. You had four at the back, yeah? Yeah. So can uh, we have, did I, but yeah. So can we have your um, two centre backs, please? Um, I've gone for the first one. I've gone for a Liverpool player. He's someone that I wish, because of his injury problems, um, he, he didn't stay long at the club and he went back to Denmark. So I've gone for Daniel Agger. Um, he, I, I just, first season, first season he was injured and he didn't play as many games, but he had as much composure coming out of defence than uh, some of the top defenders. And... Um, it's just it's just a shame that he didn't his his career at Liverpool didn't last as long as it did. Um, was involved in the the Rogers season, the title winning season. Um, I still kind of wish that. What title? Would you be title chasing? Yeah. <laughs> I I thought I thought FPJ that 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 uh, the Crystal Ball, the um the Crystal Palace game. I, I still. Argus did say that Rogers should have used him after the first goal was conceded. Um, yeah, so yeah, and Daniel Agar. I heard I heard Agar had a, a bit of a side hustle around down Liverpool as well. I won't go into that still. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Daniel Escobar. <laughs> 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 but we won't go into that. <laughs> a whole new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Last week I was doing my other other podcast. Who's <laughs> 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 your um, centre half, Steve? I've gone for the Spurs duo of Wilderworld and Vertonghen. Uh, I think together individually they they were great. Wilderworld um, had the well, some could argue was the best centre back in the league for a while. Yep. Before Van Dijk come to to the fore yep. and his injury setting, I'd rather his injury setting. To me, he was the best centre back around, and Vertonghen was a perfect pair for him. And yep. defensively, I think we touched on it before. Defensively, Spurs were very very solid, and it was a lot was down to those that that pairing. So for me, yeah, I've gone for them too. I've gone for them too. I'm gonna read out coach's team. He's um he's eleven in his entirety at the end because he sent it in pick him up from you beforehand, but he has got the Spurs duo as he sent the halves to. I have got... I, I didn't mention Valderrod as the second one, so he was also in my team. Oh, yeah. Fab, you know what? You, you, your own to Daniel Agger was so heartwarming. I didn't realise you only said one. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking for so long. I thought you said both people. So you've got um, Agger and Valderrod. Sam, yeah, yeah. the only time if in any podcast we do, I have the exact same central defensive partnership as you have, yeah? Because my team has two injury-prone players in it. It had three originally, but I made a late change. It had two has <laughs> got two injury-prone players in it, and one of them is Daniel Agar, yeah? Unbelievable technique. Good yeah. 
Inter, read the line, um, turned down the move to Barcelona, mm. uh, big him up, he loved Liverpool, had it all tattooed on him and that lot. Um, but yeah, the injury's done for him, man. Yeah. And the thing is, he could still be playing now. He's born in 84, he could still be playing now. 85 now. The yeah. injuries and that, um, packing up. Um, Pat, Pat his career really is a shame, but Daniel had the unbelievable ability. Read the game, technically gifted, as you said, composure. Um, great player. Now, Devira, uh, D Man's already spoken for me. Top defender, reasonable, good on the deck, good in the air. Can ping a pass as well. A very underrated passer on the ball. There's certain centre halves that are so good to defend, like John Terry as well. John Terry could carry ball, the ball out of defence and play a ball as well. Alderweireld's passing is very underrated. And obviously he went Southampton was very good there before going Tottenham. I don't understand why no one else tried to get him when um, he got let go by Atleti because we all knew how good he was. But um, uh, it was Ajax he come from, wasn't it? But the figures with him was that yeah. when he went to Spain. They were intent on playing him at right back. So then obviously because one friend such a good right back couldn't get in the team there. Poch brought him over to Southampton, then obviously took him with him to um, Tottenham, top centre-half. A bit leggy now, still good, very good now, but a bit leggy now compared to what he mm. was now he's into his 30s. But um, still a very, very, very good centre-half, so yeah, I've got the same as Sam. Now, Jabroni, you've got three centre-halves, yeah? I do, I do. Okay. So, two of them you guys have already mentioned. Likewise, I've gone for uh, for Tongan and Alderweireld. Vertonghen, because of, the, again, both of them, um, their longevity. Vertonghen in the fact that he pretty much can play anywhere along the back line, usually centre-back or even left-back. Um, obviously, it's not his favourite position, left-back, but he does a job. Um, so his versatility and the pair of them um, together, very, very mean when Spurs were really bang on song. Uh, Verald, you know, he's steadily progressed when he was at Southampton, he was good, good, got to Spurs, become better and better and better. Um, so so I've added those two in there. And in fact, both, well, Spurs, they they were the best defensive league in, well, they were the best defence in the league for season 2015, 2016, and seasons um, 2016 and 2017. So um, like much of like what I said about Lloris, these guys were really at the fulcrum of why they had um, such a mean defence at the time. My third centre-back, so this is me going against the rules, I went for Van Dijk. Now, it's not necessarily because of what he's done for Liverpool. It's more of the fact of, again, I've gone for longevity and I'm a sucker for someone who's gotten better and better and better and better. And if you look at the time that Van Dijk has been in the English game, He's steadily gotten better and better and better. Um, When I look at what he's done at Southampton, again, Southampton were always able to get these um, talented guys early ahead of everybody else like they did with Adeverald. They did that with Van Dijk, even though he had a reputation at Celtic. But he's bedded in and he's gotten better. And I don't think anybody would believe he would go on to be what he's become um, to wh- where he is now so when I look around the decade and cent- quality centre-backs are hard to come by um, I said no nah, I've got to still put him in my team because of I, I like that growth that he's shown as a, as a fan um, and him playing ball 
Now, if we just up to the guidelines, FBJ, who would have been your alternative? Again, because I, I like a, I like a, someone who's grown. I actually went oh, for Maguire. I went for Maguire because of um, pretty much languishing in you know, the football league to a degree, not fashionable clubs, didn't really have any kind of media pedigree, but he's gotten better and better and better. Leicester took a chance on him um, after Hull were relegated and he just, you know, been on an upward trajectory since then. Um, all right, Man United are still finding their feet, but you can see he has quite significantly improved them as uh, defensively. So he's my honourable mention um, for, for my team of the decade. I like that pick. I like, I like that pick. Harry's good. Harry's good, man. Maguire. Righty. Yeah. So, F- how, how is, does your midfield pan out, FBJ? I've gone for a two man midfield. What, two? So, yeah, give us your two then, because. B and D have got four four twos that can be four three three. So <laughs> sure, okay. So I think I've made no secret how I like this guy. Um, and like and he, sorry, how you like Laura Woods? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm playing. <laughs> oh, yeah. that that's 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 another podcast. Um, <laughs> how I, I've liked this guy. I actually met him randomly in a restaurant. Um, nice chap. <laughs> You be I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but, um, I've gone from Dem- for Dembele. Um, yeah. His ability to, I like a, I like people who are able to retain the ball, and he mm. does that. He he never he, lost it. He, he never lost. You can it. have that's the thing. You can have two, three, four men around him, and he yeah. doesn't lose the ball. It's the same way how I I spoke about her man last time. Dembele is very much that kind of guy, um, impactful. Yeah. dribbling ability and again I'm only talking about his balance but for a man of his size I've not seen a man who can move that well agile and balance since Zidane I'm talking about the right, balance you know what like, you know what since you say that you see Dembele yeah? yeah he was a person that whenever I watched him yeah. I was waiting for him to lose the ball and I swear yeah. to god he, he never, never ever lost it yeah, and then the when I knew he was coming towards the end of his Tottenham career, when he lost the ball, bruv. I think it was against Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, he lost the ball. I think he might have cost him a goal. But then, it's so funny you mentioned Zidane because that's when I knew Zidane was past it when he miscontrolled a pass. Right. I saw, I never saw that better miscontrolled a pass. And then one day I saw him miscontrolled a pass. I was like, right, he's, he's getting too old for this. He's getting too old. Bad boy. Bad boy. It's, it's like that the ball is literally stuck to their boots. They just, yeah. you know, they never, ever give the ball. You're like, how? no, nah, he's going to lose the possession. And he retains it and gives it to a man. And, yeah, I, I, I love that about Dembele. It ha- has to be in my team. Um, my second guy, I went for Juan Mata. Um, clever player. Clever, clever player for someone who's small um, in, in, in the midfield where, you know, it's, big men, what have you. The guy gets about, he controls the game, he makes it look effortless. Um, and that's when you know there's a sign of a good player where they can slow everything down. Um, fantastic technique. Um, and he's got vision for me. So when you look around the midfield and someone who's been around for most of the decade, um, yeah, Mata makes my team 
you know, he makes my team one of the smarter footballers that we've had in the Premier League, particularly in the midfields. Big Sammy. Um, you got four in your mid, yeah? Yeah. Uh, your central, guys. I will start with um, De- Musa Dembele for all the reasons FPJ said. Um, considering he, he started off as a striker and then moved to that position, I, I think one of Tottenham's best players in the last 10 years and... Um, you know, it's it just, just his footwork and his, his uh, ball retention is, you know, for the time he was playing was second to none. So um, I've gone with him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the next guy. Um, He's laughing was, already. I'm scared, y'all. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we, we considered him a traitor for a long time. Uh, FBJ, double D. And I've gone for um, Philip Coutinho. Mm. And I know uh, <laughs> it, it, I, I struggled because I didn't want I didn't want to give him any time of day. But um, let's be honest, what he did for us on the pitch, uh, let's put aside his injury worries, he was he was magical. Uh, my, back, my my back is broken. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, bit underhanded what he did, but, you know, we moved past it. But when he was on the pitch, uh, some of the goals he scored, long range, uh, cutting through defence, um, pass, um, just could see uh, a move. Uh, he was three steps ahead of uh, a lot of people. And um, it's just a shame that, you know, this team that we have now doesn't involve him. But, Hey, we don't need him now. So, um, yeah, but yeah, uh, continue. Right, D, you, you like me have got a four-four-two that could be used as a four-three-three. Three. So, give, yeah, give us um, your give us if you were to do a four-three-three, three, give us your three, please. Okay, so first of all. I'm going to say there's not a single defensive midfielder in my team. That's why it's the team would get moved. So, first of all, when I'm looking at my team, they could all, that, they could all be part of the front three. <laughs> you know, well, anyway, so... Oh, I know you got, yeah, go on. Now, my, my surprise pick, yeah, yeah is if I no, I'll, I'll leave that to the to the free and at the front free. So um, midfield free, <laughs> midfield free is someone who I personally rate very very highly. Always rated him. Um, he sustained a horrific injury, mm. came back from it, and he done his thing. And some idiot club let him go to Italy. Yeah, <laughs> I got him for Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> The Welsh the wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zidane, call it, whatever it was. But the guy was a bad boy. Yeah. yeah. Very consistent, attacking minded, scored important goals. He had yeah. skill, yeah. technique. He could yeah. finish. Yeah. I think he was very, very underrated. And Arsenal, that like, underrated at Arsenal as well because. Um, cool. So they're, 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 they're fans. Some of the stuff. Boy, obviously, part of it was uh, fueled by, obviously, maybe. Troops is ham rolling or whatever, but Ramsey. Ugh, Ram, all I'm saying is that in that 13 to 14 season, D, yeah, yeah, he never got injured, yeah, uh, yeah. 
with right. the year at Atlanta, bruv. He was yeah, he was a ramping. And remember that goal he scored against Fulham? That team goal? Bad. Bad. But um yeah, so Aaron Ramsey's my one my first one. Um the second one See, I always get to, for those who listen to the radio show, man gets slated because we're, I'm too too biased against Arsenal. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, credit where credit's due in it. Yeah, I picked the most gifted two-footed football that I've ever seen. Yeah, Santi Cazorla. Yeah. Oh yeah. Top draw. I ain't seen nothing like it. Diminutive, it could do everything. He skillful, you know, yeah. and he had fighting him as well. He had fighting. Oh, you have to do to survive in the Premiership. But my man was a bad man. But and again, people forget about him because of the, the injury that he sustained towards the end. But he thought it was a career for an injury, and then come back and went for. Is it Villarreal really went back to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Started balling for them. <laughs> Listen, Santi Cazorla was a bad boy. And I don't didn't even like Arsenal, but to see him to, when he was to score goals and perform for Arsenal, I to be very happy that he was a bad boy. Yeah. Very, very. Do, do you know? Just before you move on, do you know the funny thing is with Santi Cazorla? I I think if he went up and down the entire league, yeah. I, I don't think anyone would have a bad word to say about him, mm-hmm. considering he he you know he plays for a big team and or he played for a big team here when he was in England. People are this that the other. But I think everyone recognised that's a class player, regardless of whether you liked Arsenal or not. That was a classy, classy player. And yeah, it's a shame that the injuries curtailed his time um, at Arsenal. And um, so that was Ramsey Kazula. Who's your other one? Oh, the other one. Um, I think people think I'm, 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 a, I'm a Spurs fan, bruv. But this is Hongbin Son. Yeah. I've got something. Yeah. Come on. Mr. Consistent, yeah. Forget Harry Kane. When Harry Kane was out injured, who was banging in all them goals? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, the man can't see a path for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he, he's a bad man. He, he scores important goals. You know, he mm-hmm. can link up and you know, and he like I said, when when Kane was injured and when Kane takes his time off in the summer, every August, whatever it was, my man Bangs in the goals. <laughs> Bangs in the goals. <laughs> Man can go to the arm, come back, and still do a thing, bro. Like you know, he don't run, bro. And he, he seems to get better every season, like performance-wise. He seems to get better every season. So it takes a while to get going sometimes. But once he's on, he, he's very streaky as well. He goes on a long streak, yeah, and he just he's going mad, and he gets braces in that streak. Yeah, that's it. Bare goals, like no competition. Yeah, his streaks his streaks coincide when Kane's injured. That's that's yeah. the. Uh... <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's all about me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've got Son in there. That's my free. We can we can now mine. I had a feeling that's why I wanted D to go because I had a feeling that it was going to be some similarities, right? Yeah. I it could be a four four two, but because it's just in the way I'm going to give the free like D, it could be converted into a 4-3-3 so big shout out to Matt Aaron Dembele because I'm a fan of them and no matter how much I hate Man United um, though he went down I love one matter I think he was very harshly treated because he was Chelsea's player of the year in the, mm-hmm. he was there and then Jose come in and shifted the guy <laughs> yeah. uh, um, you get me in um, January of the following season but I've gone for Kazula 
and D again has mainly spoke about it there. I was a huge fan of him when he was at Villarreal. I remember he was the blocked a move to Real Madrid or Barca, and a story came out about how he was crying in the changing room or something or whatever. But as you said, outrageously gifted two-footed player. I've kept old to injury FC because remember in my nineties team I had Darren Anderson in there, but Kazula, amazing footballer. Um and the thing is playing for Arsenal was the deepest he played in his career. Because remember when you said Villarreal, he was either on the right or the left and played centrally sometimes. Uh-huh. I see Arsenal using this guy sometimes as like some deep lying mid and whatnot, and he still would just take over the game. I remember Arsenal came to Anfield and beat us 2 0, and Kazula and um, I'm sure it was Diaby did a job on Gerard. And it, uh, it, it was the last time that he'd won at Anfield in, in the league, incidentally. And yeah, Kazula's just an unbelievable footballer, such a fan of his. And as T said, he's gone back to Villarreal and a few penalties in there, but he's scoring freely and playing really well at Villarreal this season. So I've got him in there, and then my. Uh, I've got Luka Modric because obviously I didn't put him in my naughty team because I feel his best seasons at Tottenham were his last three before he went uh-huh. to um, Real Madrid. So I've put him into my um, 2010s team. Luka Modric, quality footballer. I hate him for that pigger he scored when they battered us at <coughs> White Hart Lane. But another player who's good with both feet as well, not because all are, but could use both feet, slowed the game down, very good passer, linked up the play, movement, he, he had everything. He's just unbelievable footballer, um, Modric. And then the other one, you could use him as a winger because I've got another guy who could be a wingman or inside forward or whatever but I've given him a free role in this team and I've got Gareth Bell because again when he first started in the Naughties team and obviously one or two of you picked him he started out as a left back and he wasn't so great but I'm saying as soon as this hit 2010 this guy morphed into some outrageous guy and he had three seasons at Tottenham before he went to Real Madrid where he was unbelievable. The goals he was scoring, a couple of them, he scored that volley, was it against Stoke? And where at Stoke when he licked the volley top corner, there was the one at White Hart I can't remember who they played, West Brom or Burnley or something where he knocked it out of his feet and then smashed it into the, the top corner. Um, Tottenham fans remind me who the exact opponent was in that one. Um, there's so many, so many outrageous goals that he's, oh. I remember the one they were at Norwich. Um, I was watching the game with my mum and my dad, and my dad actually screamed. You know the one against Norwich when he picked the ball up in the centre circle, then he turned and he knocked it forward, breezed past a couple men, then went through and then finished it. Like Bell was just outrageous. He was a cheat code at a stage, man. Um, so gifted. Thank God he didn't go to Man United <laughs> um, from Southampton. And this is basically turning into an ex-Southampton player flipping loving. But yeah, shout out to Rambo. <laughs> shout out to Matt R. Shout out to Dembele. But yeah, that's, those those are my guys. So, um, D, give us your three then. Because you've got, you've got an inverted three like me in it. So give us okay. your three guys. <laughs> I'm going to start with the first two that I believe most people will probably have. So, the first is Harry Kane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, of the current strikers in the Premier League, other than Aguero, who, who to me is head and shoulders about anybody else, yeah. Harry Kane is the next up. And I believe Harry Kane, the man's an assassin. Like, let's, let's call a spade a spade. The man can finish. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's come from 
when he got loaned to is it Millwall he was on loan to or whatever and, and yeah, Millwall and Leicester he went on loan didn't he Millwall and Leicester yeah and he was only played in the Europa League for Spurs and he was begging a chance to because I think he was sec- understudy to Adebayor yeah and, and he played with Adebayor because yeah. he was more in his role when he was younger really. he was like a 10 yeah. played right. off yeah the exactly so but since he's burst on the scene he ain't stopped scoring and he will be the Premier League's all-time top goal story, top goal scorer by the time oh, he, he retires. Hundred percent. Um, he scores great goals. He scores. He can score simple goals, headers, tappings, penalties. He's, he's pretty much an all-rounder, and he can he can score with his left foot as well. His left foot's quite underrated as well. So, to me, I don't think it's a no-brainer that Harry Kane's in there. Um, my second one is a guy who dragged again this looked like I'm Arsenal fan or something but he he was Arsenal for since he since he landed in the prem in the prem he was Arsenal yeah Arsenal were dead yeah but they had him they had him and he didn't stop scoring assisting everything man was he was a handful to say the least and he scored great quality goals yep. he had pace he had power some of the cheeky goals he scored as well I remember one against West Ham when he went through the chip oh, the hat-trick game yeah. yeah, the man was outrageous. Yeah, and I also remember asking him to try bench him, and I had to bring him on. Yeah, like the man, this Alexis Sanchez. People don't know what I'm talking about, but ah, oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't quite. Did, did, did you really think one of you were talking about something? Jesus. You just forgot to put Ozil. Some edgy what he says on his t-shirt. Alexis Sanchez to me was he was playing he was the best player in the Premier League for a couple years as well. So to me, no brainer. Sanchez and Kane. Only man double figures in um Double figure goals and assists in the 16 to 17 season in Prem, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, my third one, I don't think anybody will have them in the team. Now, I. Let's see if Sam gets who I'm talking about. Anyway. No, so, I, I've got him. I've got him. I know you. Uh, who am I talking about? Talking about Zaha, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because. You got Wolf. I like, I like yeah. that. No, I thought someone, that. the obvious bigger teams and stuff like that but obviously because I go to see this brother week in week out I have done for the last four four, four or five years yeah he without let's, let's call it spade a spade without Wilfred Zaha Palace would be yeah. relegated yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and not coming back yeah? yeah this brother he doesn't score many goals mm-hmm. but he creates and he scores important goals as well mm. and he he is the he is the flair player of the Palace team I remember it was him and Belassi but since Belassi went wherever he was the main guy. He's the go-to guy. And like I said, the Palace fans get on their feet as soon as he crosses the halfway line. Yeah, because they, he, he's going to make something happen. Like whether it comes off or not, he's exciting to watch. Yeah. But he's not just a one—he's not just a, a, a one-trick pony. He's got skill, but he's learned to use it effectively. It didn't work out at Man United, granted, but Palace is the perfect place for him to, to, to showcase his ability. And he likes being the main man. And like I said, he is the reason why Palace are still in the Premier League. Yeah. So he could play for a top six, arguably a top six team, mm-hmm. um, exclude exclude the top two, but the top six, he could play for a top six team easily. But to me, I, I had to put him in there like as a little red herring because he, 
yeah, I think he deserves it. Just he he drags Palace along week in and week out, and I don't think that's going to stop until they decide to, to, to probably to sell him if they ever do. But yeah, Wolfen Zaha. Yeah. He, he gets the penalties as well because <laughs> of his yeah. trickery. He gets the penalties, and that's the only yeah. way you usually Crystal Palace score a goal. So. <laughs> I like that pick, D. That's the type of variation that um, obviously was being looked for. But those exact same reasons that you've picked Zaha for. There's that same reasons why I put Letizia in my 90s team because mm-hmm. without him Southampton would have gone out of prem a long, long, long time ago. Yeah. I, I love that selection. Jabroni, I apologise. I f- forgot that you'd only given two of your midfielders before I moved on to D. So, go I mean, for it, my bro. No, no, because because I, because I of my team was like wing-backs <laughs> and whatnot. So, that was my midfield. Yeah. Uh, the rest is attackers. Yeah, cool. Um, so, my front three... Um, I've gone for Chris, uh, Christian. I've gone for Gareth Bale. Wow, <laughs> too much Dark Knight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to say Christian Benteke. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have dropped my samba, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I, I, went, I went for Bale um, again, although there were better players that I could have gone for in terms of showing that longevity. Bale's longevity or at his peak was really only for three years. But boy, those are wonderful three years because he was literally, I wouldn't say Spurs were a one-man team, but pretty much everything ran through him. Um, his ability to score goals, swerving shots, dribble, cross, um you know, I don't want to speak too much about him, but I, I just like the fact that, again, another Southampton player who left and went on to something better, He when he went to Spurs, he was a bit of a laughing, um, laughing stock because they went some run without, you know, if he's in the team, they wouldn't, they wouldn't win. They left, they left yeah, yeah we're playing left back. So I even think he was even at one stage, perhaps maybe even close to leaving Spurs. And the fact that, you know, Harry Redknapp came in, helped change him. I know uh, maybe, uh, oh, I forgot the other Portuguese manager who was there a little bit, but certainly under Redknapp, he, he seemed to blossom. Um, unbelievable. And and the biggest compliment I can say, because there's a lot of comparison with him and yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. We uh, talk about AVB. Yes, that's it. Um, Villa Spurs, yeah. Um, the biggest compliment I can say regarding... Um, uh, Bale is that for at his time in comparison with his age because he's got similar stance similar style of football at that time for his age he achieved more than what Ronaldo did in terms of as a player as a player not what he won or this that the other he hit that peak a lot earlier than Ronaldo did you know if we're comparing the ages mm-hmm. um, and you know all right, he's left Spurs and he's got the silverware and the medals and the money, but it's a shame because I don't think we've ever seen that bail since he's gone to Real Madrid, um, that spectacular bail. So he makes my team. Um, I went for Harry Kane to lead the line. Um, pretty much the same kind of stuff that D-Man was saying. Um, the guy just, you know, whether people like him or not, I do. I think he's world-class. But when I look at his record for starters, 136 goals in seven years um, in the Premier League, it's that's that's quite phenomenal. 
again done the rounds here there everywhere and he's persevered i like um someone who is hard work um and he's shown that and he, he leads the line um whether he'll beat Shearer's record i don't know i used to think perhaps i'm not so sure now because he seems to keep breaking down with injuries so we'll yeah. see but um yeah top man and you know he won the he was golden boot winner in 2016 2017 as well so he's always there reliable and high in the scoring charts here's my um last um maverick moment i went for Mane again because i went for longevity and uh, people who have gotten better and Mane has been that um the, the, no, <laughs> the player that he was at southampton was decent <laughs> I, I openly would admit when Liverpool were in the running to sign him, I was so underwhelmed. I thought, why are we signing somebody like that? And he came in and we went pretty much that season that he came in. We couldn't win a game without him taking to the field. He was he was so integral to what we were from an attacking point of view. He was he's direct, pacey. And I think the thing that gets overlooked with other strikers or front men with him is that he works incredibly hard in terms of his defensive work he'll track back so he's an all-rounder um and the biggest compliment i can say is i've said it to you guys before um that barcelona game um in 2019 liverpool needed people like him on the field other man who i won't who who i won't mention I don't think they would have been as selfless as Mane was for what he needed to do for the team in the attacking sense. So that's why I went for Mane. Um, in terms of my special mention, sure. um, I liked... I liked... Um, to the <laughs> and being a proper pupil. People like Sanchez was being um, mentioned and what have you. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm leaning towards um, El Cheat as far as I'm concerned for what he did El to, uh, yeah, <laughs> to Ghana. But you know, it's, it was questionable some of his actions within football. But in terms of football ability, I mean, the man did it all. Um, I'm, too, I'm speaking about Luis Suarez, um, particularly in that season. He, he, Liverpool came close. I mean, it, it wasn't single-handedly, but he was integral. So, um, yeah, I, I like to mention him. There were others that were in the running, which we may come to, but I, I, Suarez would have been my honourable mention um, uh, if it wasn't for Mane. Everyone would have had Mane and Van Dijk in their sides, which is obviously why he was running away from me. I like that. Now, um, Big Sammy, um, finish up. Your team because I suppose I actually jacked up the order here because I was eager to hear D Man's team. <laughs> so I, didn't <laughs> <my name. laughs> I didn't realize until I finished and let him finish off his forwards. I was like, oh shoot, I was about to go back to FPJ, but no problems anyway. Big Sammy, conclude your team. Where's your two in yours? Well, probably enough though, because mine could now seen, be seen as a 4 2 4, if anything. So, you but, uh, as well, yeah? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll run off the names. Uh, so I would say left wing forward, left wing. I've gone for Hyung Ming Song uh, for all the reasons that everybody has mentioned. Just didn't know anything about him. You guys were raving about him for the longest time. Hit Prem, just batted it up. Just been batting it up ever since. 
Um, right, uh, right wing, right wing forward. I've gone for Wilfred Zaha. Um, you know, I've gone on about him for years. Uh, D-Man sees him all the time at Crystal Palace. I just think he makes that team. End of. Um, the two up front. It's not, one of them is not Harry Kane. I've gone for SAS. I've gone for Sturridge and Suarez. I'll get. I'll, 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 I'll talk when I get to mine. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, bit sentimental, um, but I really wish that the season, the, the season of the slip, or whatever you want to call it, uh, we had won that 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 year because. Uh, that for me was one of the happiest, next to now, but one of the happiest moments uh, as a Liverpool fan. Um, seeing what, the, what, not winning the league. No, <laughs> no just, 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 I just, I just enjoyed watching them two play, and Sturridge, you know, for me is is, is much maligned, but on his day, I mean, the guy can finish, man. Yeah, the best finishers I've seen. Um, it's just injuries plagued him again. I'm glad that he was able to leave our club with a Champions League win and go to Turkey or wherever. And I don't know what he's doing over there. Well, he's not even playing now. But um, yeah, Sturridge. Uh, Suarez. Luis Suarez is the best Liverpool player I've seen play live. Uh, some of the things he does on the ball when he doesn't have the ball is... And the guy is just well ahead of the game. And some of the things he does when he has the ball to get himself into certain positions to help the team are just brilliant. I think um, it's a shame how things went, but watch the, the, the times I saw him play, were I was, it was a privilege to watch such a gifted player. Um, yeah, that's it, those two. Nice, 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 nice. So, so, oh goodness me, that just leaves me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it just got caught Adrian with there, right? So, as like these, it could have been a four-three-three. Three, I say four-four-two, four-three-three. Three. Kane had to be the rate that the guy scores at is outrageous. And again, D has said most of part of what I'm going to say. All types of goals. That goal against Arsenal at White Hart Lane from that mad angle. What one? There's ones against Leicester, a, 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 um, away Huddersfield, away just out like left foot, panging it on his left foot. It's, it's just it's just mad the ability to score on both feet. And he, will, I think he will end as the player with the. He's already in like the top nine or whatever with Fowler and that lot. But I think he will be the player that scores the most amount of goals on his weaker foot in Premier League history, Kane. Good in the air as well. As we were talking about him uh, playing deeper earlier on, and obviously when he was in the youth team, uh, apparently he played as a 10. But yeah, he's like he's very, 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 very good. And I think the rate he scores at, if he wasn't English, I think he'd get a lot more praise than he actually does. Um, because... Because as I've said on the radio show, if he was name was Kaneino or something like that, <laughs> we'd be running and raving about the scoring rate, whether he was in Spain, Italy, or, or whatever. But some uh-huh. people bit coy about it, um, and obviously because he plays for Tottenham as well, there's hatred because you hear Arsenal fans saying he's, he's a tapping. They say things like he's a tapping king, 
Yeah, look at Dida saying the same for Sterling, about the amount of goals and assists that Sterling gets and what he can do. No, I mean, Harry Kane should have squared it to Sterling. Oh, That's why we criticise oh, it. I thought you said the same. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Kane, definitely. Mm. Uh, I wanted to put Sturridge in because I wanted to set about Liverpool players in my team. But I thought, you know what, I've read Liverpool well in the 90s team that didn't win the league and the noughties. Um, so a late change because I was going to have Sturridge in there because prime Sturridge at Liverpool was insane. He scored his debut didn't he, against Man United. Um, the 30 to 14 season, I think he got 22 Prem goals and people like to chat rubbish and, yeah. and say, ah, oh, um, he only looked good because of um, Suarez. But when Suarez was out for the first six games of the season after biting Ivanovic, did Sturridge not score in five of those six games? And I've swept yeah. four of those in Pool 1-0. Outrageous. Either way, even link up play, all types of goals as well. So big up Sturridge. But I made a late change. Like, I, yeah, I have gone for mostly what Dean was saying. I have gone for Alexis Sanchez. Him at Man United doesn't exist to me. Dreadful, but... (laughs) (laughs) Before you carry on, before you carry on, that's why he didn't get my honourable mention because of the Man United stint. If it wasn't for that, I'd be like, no, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's as bad as Torres at Chelsea. Great. Torres sent them to the Champions League, fam, you get me? Um, Alexis Sanchez, fam, he spoke about the West Ham game. I was going to mention that the man, the one when they clapped Man United at the Emirates when they scored three 0 real quick. I think Sanchez got two and Özil scored. Alexis Sanchez at the peak of his power was unbelievable to watch. I was already a fan from him back when he was at Udinese. So then when Barca got him, I thought, yeah. And I was watching that Barca doc the other day because D said to watch that. And I remember when they beat Real 3-1 at the Burner Bar because it was my sister's birthday when Messi played that ball like a thread a needle and then Sanchez put into the corner. He's an underrated um, finisher. But yeah, all action. He was like Suarez. That's why when Suarez went to Barca, Liverpool were trying to get Sanchez, but then he wanted to live in London and he wanted to work with Wenger, so then we didn't get him. Sanchez, unbelievable. Goals, assists, work rate. I do. He did give the ball away certain times, so obviously he was just running back to try and work and get back the ball he gave away. But everything in the locker, and he, a guy all industry. So, yeah, Sanchez was unbelievable at Arsenal, so he gets in. And then the other guy... We've spoken about him, and is, uh, like Sanchez is a hybrid of him. Luis Suarez, man. Like, yeah. this guy, when he first got to Liverpool, this is what people have to understand because I know some people said that, yeah, he's one of the best finishers and whatnot. But yeah, he was a good finisher that's developed over time. He's become a better finisher playing at Barca because of the way they've used him centrally at times. And whatnot. So he's been a good foil. He was a great foil for Messi and Neymar. When Luis Suarez first came to Liverpool, I felt sorry for him because the whole reason he came was to play with Torres and we shot in Torres, right? He couldn't finish for nothing. I remember him finally scoring against Newcastle at, at Anfield, in, against Newcastle, sorry, not for Newcastle, against Newcastle at Anfield. He would turn players inside out and miss. We all know about that Dirk out hat-trick against Man United, which is one of the worst hat-tricks you'll see, but all three goals were because of Lewis Warren. <laughs> yeah, turning Man United players inside out, um, free kick got saved as well in the Cowboy in. Amazing performance. But this guy, in um, 12 to 13, 
He scored 22 or 23 league goals. And that's for everyone that tries to say he only had one good season. Clearly, you're not watching the football. But that 13 to 14 season, once he came back off the suspension, obviously he had the longer rest, so he was fresh. Oh, my days. This guy was winning some football matches when Sturridge was not on it and Steve Jim on it. He was winning games by himself. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, my days. Like, I was like, what? what is this guy? He was just on madness. Absolute madness. In fact, God, Stevie told him, don't go Arsenal, wait for that bigger move. Sanchez, as far as just doing unbelievable. That goal, again, sorry, D, the Newcastle one, when he came over the top and he controlled it and went round the keeper and put it in. Uh, enough of that there the weekend, thank <laughs> All them goals against Norwich, I felt sorry for Norwich where you used to treat them. Suarez was just insane. And people try to say things like, oh yeah, big games and whatnot, this and that, bruv. When the man is scoring 31 goals in a league season, yeah, and the thing, he scored against United, he scored against Arsenal at the Emirates, regardless of whether it was a tapping or not. He scored against all the big teams, just not in the same season. But you can't say that he didn't do it against the big teams. But Suarez, unbelievable. Unbelievable player. Can what? I say Suarez would have made my team, but I deliberately took no Liverpool players in my team. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, absolutely unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. So, right. Um, I just, before we before we wrap up, I just wanted to add, with those two, Suarez and Sanchez, mm-hmm. and with, with, with Tevez as well, for me, you know, there's every so often you have guys who come in and they, they change the way you feel about a position in football. Those three changed the way how I felt about the forward because I've never seen guys who... You see guys who score goals, mm-hmm. but they won't work hard or they're good, but they're on assist. These guys did it all. They would score a ton of goals. Yep. They would work their socks off. They'll track mm-hmm. back, run, yep. do everything for the team. In a big game, they'll score. They were that talisman. They were everything. I'm like, wow, I've never seen strikers like this before, you know? Um, and all three of them, I, I know Tevez left a little bit earlier and he's he's a winner, but particularly these two, Suarez and Sanchez, unbelievable, unbelievable stuff that they were doing when at their peak. So, yeah, nah, they, they, were, they were a joy to watch. I mean, Suarez, yeah. <laughs> well, Suarez would be more so because he could play as target man mm. and bring players in. You know what I mean? And for a guy who's six foot as well, you know, so uh, agile and creative on the ball. I mean, you know, similar to what we were talking about with um, Dembele. Um, the guy was just, it's just pull things out of thin air and just make something out of nothing. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, but yeah, great players, great players, all of them. That first half against Arsenal when we beat them 5-1 at Ah! If not the best first half of football. Listen. <laughs> You'll see it. With about eight, we hit the bottom, uh, the, the no. post with that volley and whatnot. I couldn't believe it. Oh, have mercy. All I remember about that game is just Ursul just sitting on the floor when he got a yeah. shot by Henderson. Yeah. By them, man didn't know what hit them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Suarez was unbelievable. Unbelievable. But, yeah, so, right. Let's run through, wrap up now. Um everyone's 11 from start to finish because obviously this is a lot to digest when you've got four men doing their team. So yeah, D, um, uh, 1 to 11, please. Okay, so in goal, I've got Hugo Lloris. Defence, I've got four-man defence of Sanya, Alderweireld, for Vertonghen and Baines. Three-man midfield of Ramsey, Son and Cazorla. And front three of Wilfred Zaha, Harry Kane and Alexis Sanchez. Nice. My team is 
Hugo Lloris in goal, Seamus Coleman right back, Leighton Baines left back, Daniel Agar and Toby Alderweireld centre-halves. In the midfield, my, my team will get clapped out in the match, no protection. In the midfield is Kazula and um, Modric. Uh, and then I've got um, Bale and Sanchez. And then up top, I've got Suarez and Kane. FBJ. I've got Hugo Lloris. Um, my centre-backs are Ardeverald, Vertonghen and Van Dijk, with an honourable mention of um, Harry Maguire. I've got Coleman as my right wing-back. I've got Baines as my left wing-back. I've got Dembele and Mata in my midfield. I've got Bell, um, Kane and Mane, with an honourable mention of Luis Suarez, um, on the right side of my, my attack. So that's my team. And I want to add something else as well. A little bit of a bonus. My manager of the decade. <laughs> oh, wow. Pot, Pochettino. <laughs> that's Pochettino. The future Newcastle manager, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one's, this one's trying to get extra credit in glassware. Trying to get the... What <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Right, Big Sammy, 1 to 11. 1 to 11 in goal, Hugo Lloris. Uh, right, we're, um, full backs, um, Coleman, Leighton Baines, centre halves, Aga, Toby Aldevada Road, uh, midfield, uh, Musa Dembele, um, Philip Coutinho, uh, wingers, Huming Song, uh, Wilfred Zaha, and up front, I've got Daniel Sturridge and Luis Suarez. Last one. Now, um, big up Coach Kojo from the Free in Midfield podcast. He said in his team, remember, get your teams in. Use the hashtag DD40Pod on Twitter. Stop your talking, the messaging each of us directly and whatnot. Be bold and brave and put your team on Twitter. Yeah? Say your team with chest, right? <laughs> Coach your team. Hugo Lloris in goal. Coleman, Aldevaro, Vertonga, and Baines at the back. His midfield is Mata, Dembele and Eriksen. And then up top, he's got Sanchez, Kane and Bale. But may I add big up to D for that? Because I just assume this is why it's important to get the research, research in. I assume just because he went to Man City that Bakari Sanya won a league there and he didn't. And I actually would have put him in instead of Coleman. And I think probably Coach would as well if obviously we double-checked on the fact that he was right there. He's unlucky, man. He was right there in between <laughs> the, the, the yeah, time. yeah. So, yeah, so please use the hashtag DD40pod and get your teams in. And anything else you want to ask about the question, query, whatever, get them in. Um, On Twitter, we are um, at DD40pod, obviously, as well. And the main line, um, the main page, rather, is for the radio show, because obviously that's more frequent than the podcast. And that is at DD40factory underscore. My at of course is at double D and that U B U L D double E and that is on everything. Mixcloud, SoundCloud, Instagram, <laughs> it's everywhere, you get me. D Yes, my Twitter or well, all my social media is ill phenomenal twenty five. That's phenomenal with the F and if you can't spell the rest, you can't follow me. Follow me. <laughs> Big Sammy. Uh my Twitter handle is my full name at Samuel Asamoa. And my Instagram is as Sam the man who can. Look at him trying to get the females in if, if anything. I know. <laughs> um, I might DM you. Right. FBJ. 
That's all, folks. This guy. This guy's been a reprimanded. We're getting reprimanded, bro. <laughs> um, you could follow me, but social distancing doesn't allow it. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> this guy got jokes. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, dear. But no, it's been a good one. It's been a good one. I think. Um, I think that the, the three parts have been good for everyone to reminisce. But I have a quick question before we go. Before we go. Before we go, who would be your managers of the decade? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably I'd probably go with Poch as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, Poch Poch has it, Poch, isn't it? I'll go with Poch for maintaining Champions League football for Tottenham with the resources that he had um, they never really until what well, his last year in charge properly splashed the cash so yeah I'll go for I'll go for Poch yeah, I agree with that it's hard to see past Pochettino really for what he's done you know even though they haven't won anything for one that this the progress has been there so mm. um, yeah Pochettino and, and the stuff that he did with Southampton which oh, people yeah. tend to yeah. get you know so yeah, yeah. yeah. You're very true. When you put Southampton as well, I didn't mention he was there earlier. It's, 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 not, yeah. it's not even a contest, man. They had a solid Southampton, a solid defence. I think they were joint with mm. Chelsea won the league. Uh, mm. What's that Cuban season? But anyway, right, that's it. <laughs> that is it for episode 14. Thank you very much for listening, people. We are out. Peace. Peace. Peace.